Hello and welcome to our Unusual Dialogues episode. Today I have the pleasure of hosting an interview with my dad. Hello, dad. Hello. How you doing? Um, it's amazing to have you here. I think uh, by far you're the most experienced uh, interviewee and uh, I'm looking forward to our little conversation. So first and foremost, before we get into the, the gist of it all, uh, could you just uh, let our listeners know, you know, who are you? Choose whatever you feel like, uh, express yourself. Well, uh, welcome everybody. I, I feel a bit nervous starting this interview. A strange feeling having interview with my son. Uh, who I am? Mm, uh, professionally, I'm currently a CEO of a factory in Poland. Uh, privately, I am father of three kids and uh, a husband of of my of my wife, and I'm trying to be a nice person to everybody, um, but uh, uh, everybody who I meet, and more or less that's it. Who I am. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, yeah, it's definitely an interesting uh, dynamic to be uh, participating in a, a interview and a conversation with your own dad. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. And if anything, um, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're a CEO right now. But I bet that there's been quite a while until you've became the CEO of the company you are right now. And I just wanted to ask, um, can we go back a little bit in time, actually, when me... <laughs> when I was a little boy, uh, I remember that you worked for a corporation at some point. Um, could you tell us something about that? How was the the world back then, and how was the corporate job for you? Well, I, I'm still working for a corporation, a different one, but but still, uh, right now I am in a corporation. But yes, yes, I remember that time. <clears throat> uh, I was also much younger. Uh, and I was working for a, a consultancy, for a management consulting company. Um, it was a strange time. I was developing very fast. I was working very hard, and uh, my kids were uh, were young, and I was trying to, to uh, be at the same time uh, at work with my family, with my kids. It was difficult. Um, when I'm talk talking to you right now, when I'm uh, able to, to have an interview with you, uh, it means for me that uh, actually I managed somehow, but you know, working, for <laughs> working for a corporation and being a father of three kids, three young kids, it was a difficult time. Um, well, that's amazing. It, that's yeah. amazing, and and uh, it's it's quite an interesting, isn't it? How uh, right now we're sort of jumping back in time, but I was actually involved in those times. I was just not really um, participating actively and consciously, or rather, just just being a little shit. <laughs> um, well, yeah, going going back to that just before um, we've. Um, well, to be honest, just before I started my uni, I remember you saying about the um, traveling arrangements and I remember you saying that you've uh, traveled quite a bit for your work and you had, a, uh, had an opportunity to work 
in the United States, but we decided to stay home. Could you tell me what, what made you quit the corporation in the first place and how was the traveling back then? Well, maybe one uh, or maybe two things that I remember from this uh, this uh, relations with you exactly and with with your sister as well uh, when I was working for this management consulting. Management consulting means that actually you work uh, at the client site. You don't work uh, in your office. It is kind of luxury that you come back to your office and you have an office day. Usually, usually this is something that you can have uh, every second week, every third week, one day in the office, meaning that you will come back home uh, at six. And normally you leave home uh, early on Monday morning and you are coming back on Friday evening very late. And I remember uh, talking to, to you when I was uh, on Sunday evening reading a book to you and you were asking, okay, you are leaving tomorrow, but where you are going? And and I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to work for the client who is the client and the client and the client at that time, it was a shipyard. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm working for a shipyard. A shipyard, what is a shipyard? You asked. And I said, okay, the shipyard is, is, is a place where they are building ships. A pirate ships, you asked. I said, no, not really pirate ships, but but regular ships that are carrying cargo. But then I understood that for you, it was that I was leaving home at Monday morning and I was coming back from work and fri on Friday evening. And uh, it was one of the reasons I decided to to quit because... Now, this is not usual that that you see your family only on the weekend, and uh, uh, you cannot even participate in the regular life of of uh, of your kids. Mm, so I decided, you know, to 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 move. Actually, quite late because usually people who who go to management consulting, they spend two or three years in in, in this business. And I spent uh, five, and I set up my own company. Actually, I, I became a freelancer, meaning that I will have the customers. I stay, I stayed uh, with a consulting business, but uh, it was myself who was planning the time, and it was myself who uh, who decided uh, when I will spend a couple of days away and when I will uh, stay at home. Mm, it started to work. Uh, at the beginning, it was uh, a bit difficult, and later, you know, it started to develop, and it was quite, uh, quite nice time, I, I think. Mm, yeah, that's uh, the 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 times uh, when you started working for yourself. I guess the the greatest advantage here that you were able to do it on your own terms, meaning that you were able to spend a bit more time with us, isn't it? Yes, yes, exactly. I was I was planning myself what, I, what I'm going to do. I was planning myself whether uh, I will go to, to the client today or maybe tomorrow or, or this week. I will stay at home and I will just work using my email or, or telephone. Yes, it was an advantage and it was working quite well. 
and we were happy at that time. And then it started to develop. So uh, I employed a person. Uh, I employed a second person. I I rented an office. <laughs> and uh, after a couple of years, I ended up with uh, 16 people employed and uh, a partner. <laughs> and at that time, uh, it was much more difficult again to have time for the family. <laughs> Strange <Of course>. enough, <laughs> but my own company is, was also consuming so much time. Uh, I started to travel again. I started to travel to to different countries because we were we were uh, working not only for companies in in Poland in Warsaw, but also for for companies in Russia, for instance. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was a bit strange, but my own family, uh, my own company, became also a, an obstacle to to have time for the family. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe it's just the karma that you have. But you have to travel for your work, and and you cannot change it. You may uh, travel for your work in the corporation. You may travel for your work in your own company. Company, but anyway, you will earn your money away from home. And uh, this is what what happens to your life. Um, of course. But here, yeah. here, I wanted to just pop in quickly because uh, that's something you know. You've uh, with me meeting a friend of mine, Lucas, who was already on the podcast as well, who's from Lithuania, and uh, with meeting Alex um, in my uni, who's Russian. I've uh, started obviously learning Russian recently and uh, inspired by you being able to speak it fluently. And I just wanted to to ask here, um, considering that you've mentioned working for, for Russian companies, how did you go about, how did you get to learn Russian and at which point did you realize that this is something that is going to enhance your employment? Well, listen, this is, this is uh, maybe it might be strange for the listeners if they are not from uh, former communist countries, but Russian was a kind of obligatory language that we had to learn at school from starting from the fourth class of the primary school, and uh, other languages were even difficult to learn, and Russian was obligatory so. At that time, we were learning the language of our enemy. This was our attitude to, to, to Russian. So uh, we were trying not to learn, and the teachers were forcing us to learn Russian. It was in primary school. It was like, uh, like that in secondary school. And uh, at that time, I didn't realize that I will use this language. I was not going to, to use this language. And then suddenly, uh, still in management consulting, uh, I I got a project in Moscow. I, at the beginning, I didn't want to take it. I came to my boss and said, listen, I'm not going to Moscow. I don't want to go to Moscow. And he said to me, listen, you have signed the contract. And uh, in the contract, it says, the contract says that that staffing at the 
European lab, uh, level is obligatory. You, you cannot refuse. You may, we may ask you to, if you want, if we want to uh, staff you in the United States. But here, this is just your job. Just check the flight and uh, and buy the ticket and you go. Mm, and yeah, I went to Moscow uh, reluctantly, and I realized that uh, in spite of um, of uh, our trying not to learn Russian during school times, I learned this language and I understand what people say. And I, I understand what they write. I, um, I see with different letters, and I, I easily read it. So, uh, you know, strange feeling. I was not trying to learn Russian uh, because of my will. I, it, it happened to me that I speak Russian. <laughs> I would say, uh, but then uh, I found very nice people in Russia. And I found it uh, very successful. I had many projects in Russia. Uh, later on, I was I was also working, uh, being responsible for Russia and Ukraine uh, in in one of the um, tool distributors, uh, Polish tool distributors who have subsidiaries in Russia and Ukraine. I was responsible for the subsidiaries, so I was working there as a supervisor for the local directors and uh, it was very nice i still have very good relationship with these people i call them from time to time uh, sergey from moscow is sending to me uh, pictures when he's finishing um uh, triathlon or other other events sport events that he's participating in so uh, this is later on it was very nice experience but the beginning was that i didn't want to learn this language but our teachers managed to force it into my mind anyway so this is this is the experience with russian <laughs> wow that's uh, that's definitely a, a unique experience of learning a language um that's 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 really cool uh, so Coming back to what you were saying, because I sort of interrupted, I, I was I just wanted to ask, obviously, I've been a little bit more aware and a little bit older by the time you were having the company. I remember choosing the um, animals for the <laughs> aquarium in, in our, for the fish tank in, in the... Um, in the office and I remember your office actually uh, more or less and I just wanted to ask you know what can you what lessons did you get out of running your own business and this can be both sweet and sour I bet but what uh, what could you say to to me and to our listeners as a sort of you know your experience of running a 16 people business in an office in, in a pretty much city center how was that and was there anything that you sort of you would have done differently maybe or what lessons were there mm. well difficult question many lessons um one is that uh, uh, it it will not be like that forever this is the statement i mean if it is okay 
remember it will not be okay for forever if it is going bad remember it will not go bad forever uh so uh, situation changes and just you need to be prepared prepared for changes um this is one lesson the other is that uh, if something is going wrong you should uh, act quickly you should respond you should decide you should take decisions that uh that can help you to to survive if everything is going okay just be patient and don't don't uh, fall into um, into kind of uh, self sureness that everything will be okay forever just just stay cool and keep the distance um we had different times really different times sometimes we were very successful and sometimes we had we were in in really big trouble uh so this is this is a lesson that uh, um situation changes and sometimes you you cannot even imagine how quickly it can change uh probably it applies to every business uh right now i'm responsible for much bigger company and, and still i feel the same actually i don't know what what tomorrow what the market will bring tomorrow and i should be prepared prepared for that this is this is the lesson that i would say um, yeah on the other hand on the other hand i would say if there is something that you really love to do that you really feel that this is this is your life you you like to do it you, you will you will be successful because uh, what made our company successful at that time was that uh, i really loved being a consultant and and working for other companies and i really i was able to you know to do everything that was necessary and i was doing it very well because i loved it so if you if you do something that you like probably it will be easy for you to start and to run this company just just be careful later on but it should be easy yeah i um, i was going to say as well i wonder to what extent did uh, um you know to what extent was the freelancer still there at the moment you were employing people like did your um did your responsibilities changed drastically since you had people to delegate or was it still that you were sort of the the specialist there just those people were to assist you with uh, you know running the maybe scheduling the meetings preparing the presentations um doing the research well uh, yes of course i was delegating yes yes i was hiring people to to delegate to be able to do something else mm, to some extent it is very nice experience I mean if you are uh, hiring right people people who have knowledge and are willing to learn and, and are, are willing to do what you are expecting them to do then uh, 
then it is very nice experience. Mm, the experience changes if you have much more work that you can do with your people, and then you start to hire people that are not necessary, not exactly what you expect, and then then the problem starts, and then you have to decide either you will do it yourself, but you are not able to do everything yourself, or uh, your quality de deteriorates, and this is a problem. I had a point in time when I had one customer in in Poland, in Warsaw, and the other was in Moscow. <laughs> And both were asking me, okay, why are you not with us? And I was sending somebody to them, and they were saying, no, 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 you should come for this meeting because we want you to hear and you, we want you to recommend something. Uh, difficult situation, you know. Someone may say that it was very lucky for me. Well, it was. I was making money, but... Uh, at the same time, it was very difficult to make bo both clients uh, satisfied. Uh, I was j somehow trying to you know to take uh, Monday evening plane to Moscow and spend Monday in Warsaw and then go straight ahead, uh, straight to the airport, and uh, have another meeting in Warsaw on Friday. Well, it was difficult. It was very difficult and. It starts from the, from being able to delegate to the right people. If you have right people, then everything goes right. If you don't have them, then it is very difficult. And um, this is this is really interesting for me because actually I was involved in a few uh, hiring recruitment processes as a part of the students' union. I was just gonna ask: Is there anything in particular that sort of uh, you would say um, was a, I don't know a lesson about recruitment, a good practice in recruitment, or something that did did not work at all, and uh, next time you would do it differently. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say spend time recruiting people. Um, a good exact um, examples of good recruitment process that we had was, for instance, when we were participating in a kind of competition where students of the last years of the university were applying, and the application uh, it was done not by us; it was organized by by some bigger organization and. Many students and many universities participated in it, and many companies were hiring. And this is, it was the name was Game for Practice, Grasostash in Polish. Um, oh, yeah. And it was prepared, and it meant that the students who wanted to apply had to do some job, and this job was was well prepared by us, by the organizer, by the company who was organizing this, this competition, and later on the students had to do something. And we were reading these this applications, and it was not just a couple of sentences, it was a presentation. And then people who came to us after this competition, they were brilliant. The only problem is that they left to the top 
management consulting companies after two years with us. Uh, it's another story, but but uh, when leaving, they were thankful to us that they have spent uh, they had spent this two years with us, and uh, we had uh, very uh, very nice experience with them. So you know, give it to professionals. This is not easy to hire yourself. Uh, always you may you may have first impression that someone is very very good, very com- competent, competent, and, yeah, yeah, and 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 will be okay. And later on you realize that it was just a kind of a, a kind of mask that he had on the meeting. So um, give exercises, um, make cases with uh, with a person and ask many questions and later on think note down the answers that this person is giving to you and read these answers later on understand them think about them and maybe you will you will uh, you will hire the right person but anyway then later on you should have you should have a kind of trial a trial period of three months, let's let's say, during this trial period, you should already see what this person is really at work, and uh, it is difficult. It is difficult. It is not always successful. Nice. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think pretty much what this means is to try and uh, emulate this experience and this environment for the person that uh, they would then have to live through in your work which is that you know the trial period is sort of just a a proof of them actually being able to do what initially uh, they sort of experimentally proven that's really interesting so um i wanted to ask you here at this point we're sort of uh, free fourth in the conversation right now um i wanted to ask about the job you're doing right now and i know that you're a ceo um it's a sort of a position that is uh, i un- i understand it's sort of outsourced you're not you've not been climbing the ladder of success in the company rather you were elected to uh, join the company of that position and try to review and rewire maybe the way in the factories uh, work and um, how is that? Well, I, I think the right name of my position right now is um, uh, interim management. I mean, I am in, an interim manager, and uh, I am a person who is who was hired to um, run the company after this company had been acquired by a, a corporation and I have a task to do and this task is just to restructure the company and to um, make this uh, this is called uh, post-merger integration so this is a very special task and people who are professionals they know exactly what it means on one hand I have to identify uh, where the weak points and strong points of the company are and on the other hand i have to you know make it profitable and make it a part of a bigger group of 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 companies uh meaning that i have to 
teach people how to communicate with a group. Uh, I have to um, introduce all the rules that are that are uh, obligatory in the group, and I have to also identify what is what is important to 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 keep profitability of the company, what is less important, what is uh, disturbing us in this profitability. So this is the task. Uh, probably I will spend a couple of years here, but I am not the person to stay here forever. Probably uh, once the company is in line with with uh, mm, rules of the capital group, I will not be necessary. So this is something that we have to understand. That's why I'm I'm still right now I'm again working away from home again I'm leaving I'm leaving home at 5:30 in the morning on Monday and I'm coming back at uh, 2 in the um, no sorry at 8 in the evening uh, on Friday so again this is kind of this kind of work and uh, once the company is profitable and developing smoothly probably i will not be necessary i have a everybody has a plan for that so should of be okay course. well you know if anything speaking of this idea of leaving and stuff i guess the um the apple does not fall far from the tree because <laughs> your very own son ended up yeah. leaving so far that he <laughs> it takes him a, a day and a half to to come back <laughs> so uh if anything i'm sort of just following this road of uh, leaving the house and then coming back a few months later that's a bit extreme i guess let's stick to this idea of a week <laughs> um okay yeah so before maybe we, uh, maybe one one more thing that i would say about about this leaving and coming back uh, home uh, is this is my personal experience maybe nobody will share it but probably there are some people who will share it i mean that uh, being all the time away from the family and coming back for weekends coming back for holidays and staying few days at home and then going away again uh, it also means that uh, this family for you is still attractive your wife is still attractive because you don't spend all your life with her you just spend like i don't know half of your life uh 40 percent of it with her and actually on this friday evening you are very happy that you are coming back home and this is something that People who leave at home and leaving at, at seven in the morning and they are coming back at at four uh, in the afternoon every day, they do not feel because uh, they very rare leave home for a week or two weeks. And this is something that happens to me every week. So this is another story that I believe that uh, uh, we as a family, we are sometimes even more uh, with us because of this distance that that, uh, that is between us than the people who live together but they do not talk to each other because they are bored. 
So mm. this is a, a, a different side of the same same lifestyle that we have. I, I, yeah, I think it's... the same applies to you when you're coming back home. Everybody is happy that you are home. <laughs> For a change. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I guess to some extent it just makes the time back more special, more sacred because it's so you know we miss the most what we cannot have and that's just human situation that's that's our um story <laughs> like uh, mm. there is obviously other ones like the grass is always greener on the other side but it's pretty much the same the moment i leave home i start to long for home the moment i leave my i don't know uni i start to long to my friends in uni and um yeah, definitely. I agree. If if anything, that's quite interesting um, to point out because it's it's sort of encouraging. Obviously, you know, this does not mean that any relationship and any family out there is better off when one of the family members or some of the family members are not there most of the time. But in our case, definitely, this has become uh, just a normal thing. I think. You know, the the same way as we sort of follow the footsteps of our parents in the way we walk and in the way we talk, I bet that there is a certain level to which, obviously, you pushed me a little bit uh, out there when I wanted to study abroad. You were cheering for me for that. And I think to some extent, this is literally just following the, the same sort of uh, journey, just on a different maybe level. Obviously, the possibilities of travel back when you were a young person was not were not the same as uh, for me um that's really interesting and uh, and very personal as well R quite a quite a powerful statement right there so before we finish uh, i wanted to ask you obviously we've sort of pointed out a few things there and uh, those who listen they will have a chance to listen to our little nuggets of wisdom and uh, and see it through but I was just gonna ask I always ask that during the interviews could you give us uh, I don't know one two three sixty advices or or maybe uh, things that you would advise people to do or not to do Um just considering that you know you've been on this journey of employment self-employment and just life in general for definitely longer than most of um, my listeners at least according to the statistics so could could we just give them a little advice on on whatever you feel is uh, a good point to make well you know the, the older I am the, the more reluctant I am uh, to give any advices everybody has his own life and this life is very different from the others but um, if I were to say anything, I would say, first of all, um, be yourself. I mean, if you feel that uh, you like something, you like doing something, just do it. If you feel that this is something that excites you, that you would love to, 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 to do, you would love to travel, do it. Don't worry. You may, you may have a family being all the time away from home. You may make money even if you are the, uh, the most difficult part of the market and, and so on. The, the first important thing is that you must love, like at least, 
what you are doing. And the other thing is what I said about running the, the company, just be patient. If everything goes right, be patient. If anything goes wrong, just act quickly because sometimes it is, uh, you have very little time to, to, to react. But if everything goes right, don't expect too much. Accept what, what you have and just wait. Be patient. It will develop. Um, and uh, and always, whenever you are you are away, talk to your family. It is also important. I I always try to talk to to my wife and to you and to to your brother and sister when I'm away. And this is quite important. Uh, not being at home, but at least being in touch with 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 your uh with your relatives i don't know i i don't like to give advices i may give you advice on financial uh on running financial the advice on, on on running the company i may uh, calculate the profitability of, of your product but i am <laughs> uh, right quite reluctant on giving advices on, on life <laughs> Of course, of course. Well, yeah, thank you very much for that. If anything, I I agree, especially with opinionated advice. It's, you know, opinions are the cheapest commodity in our day and age. Everyone has plenty of it and uh, everyone's just selling their own opinions to others. But at the end of the day, I think that, you know, for whoever is listening out there, whatever they need and want to take out of what we've been talked about, what we've talked about they will and whatever does not work for for them they will disregard and i think this is the magic of expressing ourselves to a wider audience that you don't really know who's listening and you don't really know if you might have actually helped someone open up those doors of understanding to something or maybe close ones that are just not working out for them so yeah well thank you very much for joining me dad like that's a <laughs> that's a an experience to have i'm pretty sure that we're gonna have another one soon enough i i'm looking forward to another of those conversations it's i find it a bit uh, quite special because it um, just because of this microphone and those lines on the screen recording our voice i think this is a bit more of a sort of a sacred space <laughs> yes. i don't know if you feel yes. that way especially um, when we are so far away right now yeah yeah i, I moved <laughs> even more north so yeah thank you very much for coming to to join us if uh, you know it, it's been a pleasure um yeah it was uh, also a, it was also a pleasure for me thank you very much it was very exciting uh, <laughs> thanks thanks and uh, yeah and uh, other than that for all of those out there um yeah stay happy stay healthy and we'll see you next time <laughs>